Good morning, friends. <clears throat> this is October the 13th. Today we're in chapter 12 <clears throat> of um, Dane Ortland's book, uh, Gentle and Lowly, What Christ Said of His Heart. Uh, today we're in this chapter, he's talking about a tender friend. Uh, remember in, in Matthew uh, 11, let me read that little passage to you. Uh, verse 18, <clears throat> he said, For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. So Jesus said of himself that uh, people are calling me a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of sinners. Um Interesting. <clears throat> so, uh, Ortland says that uh, one category to which to think about the heart of Christ is that of friendship. His heart takes shape as our never-ending friend. Interesting way. A uh, professor of history at uh, Virginia Commonwealth University, Richard Godbear, uh, Guard Beer uh, said that uh, he, he's studied and uh, and he's determined that uh, the friendship, particularly between men, has been greatly diluted in the past and in the present time compared to the to the richest uh, richness of of health, non-erotic affection between men in colonial America. Uh, friendship, we're, we're more, it seems like we, most people have less friends now than in the past. <clears throat> but one of the most arresting references to Jesus' friendship comes um, from my study in Matthew 11, uh, 28, 30, I just read. <clears throat> um, he, he quotes his accusers of uh, calling him a friend of tax collectors and sinners. That is, he's a friend of the most despicable kinds of sinners known in that culture. I guess today we'd call them Walmart trash, as some lady recently called my wife. <clears throat> um, now the demons um, say, they said, we know who you are, you're the Holy One of God. And Satan himself, um, in Luke 4, 9, acknowledges Christ to be the Son of God. But his antagonists, who most clearly perceive who he is, call him uh, as an indictment. They speak of him as being a friend of sinners. Um, 
And the only people who really uh, um, thought that was contemptible, contemptible were those who didn't consider themselves sinners. What does it mean that Christ is a, is a friend to sinners? <clears throat> At the very least, it means he enjoys spending time with them. It also means they feel welcome and comfortable around him. That's an interesting thought. Uh, Scripture says in Luke that the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him. Um, Why would they do that? Why why would they feel comfortable around Jesus? Uh, Wouldn't he rebuking them and and, uh, telling them how awful they were and that they should change. Um, You know, you think about it. Uh, I don't think he lectured them. Somehow they were at ease around him. Uh, They sent something different about him. Um, Something enticing intrigued them towards him. What was he doing? He was pulling them into his heart. <clears throat> now, I'm going to take a little detour here. <clears throat> um, we have, how, how do we act around those who are not like us, who don't know Christ? Who I can tell you, um, I have some friends that I have to, um, um, for me, uh, put up with some things I don't like to hear <clears throat> when I'm around them. Uh, to be able to, uh, I think it's dangerous, you know, you can get sucked into their way of life. Jesus wasn't going to get sucked in. He obviously, uh, you know, like, when he touched lepers, he didn't get leprosy. They got healed. <clears throat> so when he was around sinners, he didn't become a sinner like them. He drew them out of their sinfulness. Um, and we have that s- similar capacity, only we don't have the strength that Jesus did. So we have to be very careful um, for them to feel comfortable around us. We can't be... Um, calling them out all the time, but we have to stand firm with what we believe. It's a tricky thing. Ortland doesn't talk about that, but I just thought about it. <clears throat> anyway, consider your own circle. I do have some friends that I would call in the uh, in the outside of the my relational circle. Uh, they're on the outside. We don't do a lot together, but we I try to do some things with them. And then I have others that are closer to the middle, uh, but may, perhaps not intimate friends. And after pastoring through the years, to be honest, I had a huge category of people that I would definitely call friends who I loved. Uh, but you can only spend so much time with friends. So some of the ones on the more 
inside, the closest, were ones like John Manzano um, and, and others. Um, and then God has given me a wonderful spouse to be my closest earthly friend, Becky. But <clears throat> Ortland goes on to say, in, uh, in Christ we're given a friend who will always uh, enjoy rather than refuse our presence. Um, it's a companion whose embrace of us does not strengthen or weaken, depend on how clean or unclean we are, how attractive or revolting, or how faithful or fickle. Um, he's a loyal friend. He sticks closer than a brother. Um, we... I think we would admit that even with our closest friend, um, there are some things that we still don't feel free to tell everything. But this is a friend who knows everything about us. Um, consider in uh, Revelation 3, he's talking to a group of Christians who are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Uh, and, uh, and those, he says, I stand at the door and knock. <clears throat> if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, what will, what will he do? He, he said, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Now these are um, wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Those are those are um, terrible. That's us. But what does he say? He said, if you let me in, I'll come and eat with you. He'll eat with uh, sinners like us. Um, Sybil's one of those early writers, said, what is our job? He said, just to accept Christ's invitation. <clears throat> let him come in and eat with us, so to speak. Um, not only does a true friend pursue you, he allows you to pursue him, Orland writes. And he opens himself up to you without withholding anything back. Remember in uh, John uh, 15, he called his disciples friends. He said, no longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I've called you friends. For all that I've heard from my father, I have made known to you. Uh, friends, Jesus' friends are welcome to come to him. Um, Jonathan Edwards, a um, great preacher of the, back in the 1700s, said, <clears throat> God in Christ allows such little poor creatures as us to come to him, to love communion with him, to maintain communion of love with him. Uh, we may go to God and tell him how we love him and open our hearts and he will accept of it. He has come down from heaven and has taken upon him the human nature and purpose that he might be near to us 
and be near and might be, as it were, our companion. And Orlin goes on to say, companion is another word for friend, but specifically uh, connotes the idea of someone who goes with you on a journey. We make our pilgrimage through this uh, wilderness world. We have, a, and as we do it, we have a steady, constant friend. Uh, the heart of Christ not only heals our feelings of rejection with his embrace, not only corrects our sense of, of his harshness with a view of gentleness, and not only changes our assumptions of his aloofness into an awareness of his sympathy with us, but it also heals our aloneness with his companionship. Um, the uh, a common theme of uh, some works by Richard Sibbles is that theme of mutuality. In other words, friendship is a two-way relationship of joy, comfort, and openness. Um, you can't be friends with somebody, or at least not close to them, if they don't open up and, uh, towards you also. Um, it's, uh, it can't be a one-way relationship. It's got to go two ways for a parent to really work. <clears throat> to be sure, though, I mean, Christ indeed is our ruler, our authority, uh, the one to whom all allegiance and obedience are due. But he's also our friend, just as he is our king. Um, I don't know if you've ever been close friends with uh, with someone, but a friend, uh, acquaintance of mine uh, grew up with a man who's now governor of a state. And they're great buddies. And he can call him up like you would anybody, one of your best friends. And he's always available to talk to him. Um, it would be as you... Um, so that's the way it is with, with Jesus. Even though he's, uh, he's our king, he's our friend. And, and he approaches us on our own terms and befriends us for both his and our mutual delight. Um, interesting thought, isn't it? It's mutual. The point is that he's with us as one of us, sharing in our life and experience the love and comfort that we mutually enjoy between friends we likewise enjoy with Christ. In short, he relates to us as a person. Jesus is not the idea of, it's not the idea of friendship. Uh, he's an actual friend. Uh, God made us for fellowship, for union of heart with other people. Everyone gets lonely. Uh, but Christ's hearts for us means that he will be our ever-failing friend, no matter what friends uh, we do or have on earth. He's always there. 
Uh, he knows the pain of being betrayed by a friend because he was betrayed, you remember. Uh, but he will never betray us. Um, remember, he came and once said, uh, those who are well have no need of a physician, uh, only the sick. I came to call the sinners, the, not the righteous, but the sinners like us. He came to be our friend. He is your friend. Uh, open up to him. He will. Op he's he's open to you, and it, you want to mutually open up to him. Enjoy his friendship, his support, his encouragement, walking with you through life. Um, it's a good thought about the heart of Christ. I love you. Uh, this is the day the Lord has made, and uh, even though our times are weird, um, different from anything we've experienced, he's still with us. He's our friend who walks with us daily. I love you. Have a good day. See you tomorrow, Lord willing. Bye.